Well, good morning, church. We have an awesome and mighty God that we serve, and to be able to worship Him um, is just what we're made for. <coughs> Let's join with me in a word of prayer. Heavenly <coughs> Father, we come before you this morning. We gather together as your believers, Lord God. We just come because you're worthy of worship and honor and praise, Lord. We just want to now take a time to reflect on uh, not only what this church has done the last year, but just going forward what you have in store for us. In the name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. Yeah, so what God has in store for us, kind of thinking about that concept, and um, the only thing that uh, I can say as a person here is that um, God has for us spiritual growth. I have no idea really what this year holds for us, but I like to think every year when we look back, what were we like a year ago, hopefully... We can see signs that we've grown as a Christian. <clears throat> and growth comes in a couple different areas. Maybe um, the fruits of the Spirit. Maybe we have more patience now than we did a year ago. Maybe we have more kindness. Maybe um, uh, issues like uh, mercy are, are more in our heart. W- whatever it is, you know, if we... Look back a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago, and we can't really see any difference the Holy Spirit's been making in our life. Then that'd be definitely time to you know to pray and say, Lord, you know, maybe there's some reason why I'm not growing as a believer, and, and to kind of uh, seek Him for that. In First Peter chapter one, has a lot of excellent verses concerning our spiritual growth. Number one, I'm starting out saying in verse 3 to 4 that, um, praise God, he gave us a new birth, living hope, and an inheritance. These are things we can be joyful about. We know as believers we are not lost. We are not destined for destruction. We have been redeemed. Verse 6, we may rejoice, but... We may suffer grief for a little while. And this is something as a believer is hard to understand. Uh, I was uh, sick with the flu a few weeks ago. And while I was sitting there in bed just feeling really bad, I was thinking, I could thank God for this, right? And um, I don't think I could say... I was being honest that I was really thankful for it. I tried, but I would have to say it's not very natural for a human being to be experiencing something that we call not good and to say that we're thankful for it. I was probably at best able to say I definitely trust God that I'll be okay and that's 
I just um, try to have the best attitude I can. But I, I, I honestly, I'm not going to stand here saying that I was physically thankful for what was going on. It was hard. But yet, um, the Bible tells us that we may suffer grief for a little while and we can rejoice. It's just something that we just need to be aware it's there in the Bible and that ideally we can grow to the point where we really can trust God so much that in the midst of all kinds of troubles and trials, we can still have a very strong joy in our heart. Probably even be thankful for it. Let me know if you get there. It says in verse 7 that trials can prove our faith to be genuine. And I guess God cares about stuff like that. I mean, I could say, God, I believe you, and we'll just leave it at that. Isn't that enough? But um, I guess for God to see us, not our ability to see what's going on, we don't know what God knows. But if we can still say, God, I trust you. One of my daughters, I'm not going to say who, so I don't want to pay any money, right? But... um, one of my daughters, when she was very, very young, wanted to do what all the big kids were doing. There was a treehouse, and she wanted to climb up the treehouse. And it was a little bit of a tricky maneuver from the top of the ladder to get into the hole, into the, into the floor. You had to kind of do a little bit of a leap. And at, at three years old, she wasn't ready to do that. And then looking down, she kind of freaked out, and she didn't want to go down this ladder either. So she was just kind of stuck there. And crying. So I, I, I climbed up there to, to help her out. And she was so grabbed onto this ladder with every ounce of strength that she had. I couldn't pull her off. <laughs> I had to tell her, you have to trust me as your dad. I don't, I'm not going to let you fall. You're just going to have to trust me that I'm going to take you and I'm going to bring you back down safely. And that didn't help. She was locked on there. But eventually, she did catch the concept that I'm her dad. I'm not going to let her fall. She had to let go. In this case, I was able to get her, and I carried her down, as I promised. And I was just thinking, isn't that exactly what God does for us a lot? In the midst of, of a problem, Instead of being a lasting on our list at the bottom of our rope, let's ask God. You know, he really should be the first one that we go to. And I would definitely say at that point, my daughter really did believe that I cared about her and that I would not let her fall. Before that, she was the same girl, but this incident kind of proved out what would be otherwise thought as a, as a theory. Our trials can result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. And that is something I'm going to suggest we keep in mind. So when we go through a hard time, when there's a problem, and we are choosing to let our faith guide us and not to freak out, 
I'll have to say that when the glorious day comes and our Lord comes back, these things will not be forgotten. And we will participate in glorifying God, having gone through a life that has been glorifying God. And that will be really, really awesome. Even for the believer who just believed just before the Lord has come back, won't have as much that they've gone through. But um, I'll just guarantee you, whatever we have gone through in faith, waiting for the Lord, we, we will not be disappointed when that day comes. We do not see him now, but we love him. We believe and are filled with joy. But I've heard a lot of talk even here preaching at church about being filled with joy as opposed to happiness. So I'm not going to go into that a lot. That, that issue, I think, is, has been doing really good. But our joy is always going to be there whenever we choose to allow God to bring it to us. And I'll have to admit, it is not always so easy. But it's always, always there. God always wants us to have this underlying joy of being a believer. We don't have to be miserable. We might be under stress. We might be under some trials. But instead of letting ourselves fall down into misery, we should always realize that joy is going to be there, available from God. It might take some seeking to get there, though. And then Peter kind of finishes off, gives some more advice about our life. He says in verse 13, prepare our minds for action. I was thinking about that, preparing our minds for action. It's easy to be passive when it comes to our relationship with God. It's easy to be distracted by things. It's easy to just have in our heart what we're interested in at the time. But being prepared for action, God has stuff in store for us this year coming up. And I'll have to say it's good that we don't know everything ahead of time. <laughs> I'm glad to just turn and run. But being prepared for action. There are things that God's going to want us to do. He's going to bring people along our path. He's going to give opportunities for us to serve and opportunities for us to worship. And we should seize all of these opportunities that, that God gives us. And set our hope fully on the grace to be given when Jesus Christ is revealed. Without God's grace, everything kind of falls apart. I'm always very, very encouraged coming to church, hearing God's word, getting close and remembering that God has a place for me. I may have messed up. I may have made some mistakes. But God's grace is new every morning. And I can always count on God to be forgiving. It's very important. 
Now, having said that, Peter's encouraging us, do not conform to the old evil desires. Just as the Lord Jesus is holy, so we should be holy. And this is what is the central theme of Christian growth. All of us have sinned and need a Savior. All of us come to God believing that he forgives. But our Christian growth comes a little bit at a time. Over a period of a long time, we grow. And the condition of our heart that's sinful um, is actually kind of splits in, into having a new nature and an old nature. And um, our, our new nature is a new thing that has been made new when we become a believer. And we just need to learn to let our new nature be the one that grows and has life and let our old way pass away and be dead. So we've died to our sin. We're alive in Christ. We're redeemed by the precious blood of Christ. It's always, as a believer, it's always healthy for us to be in awe of the price that Jesus paid so that we can be believers. And I'll have to say, as human beings, it's just very, very hard to fully comprehend what was paid for our salvation, the precious blood of the Lord Jesus. A final thing that I see Peter admonishing us for is to love each other. And this one, I can also say my life is actually kind of hard. Loving God that I don't see is hard to put your finger on. So, yeah, I love God. It's easy to say. God's very easy to love. Maybe we might be a little bit angry at God at times because things don't go the way we want. But I'll have to say this. Loving each other is a challenge. I know sometimes I'm not the most lovable person <laughs> in the world, and sometimes other people can just get me going. So, God says, don't ever say that you love me that you can't see when you hate your brother that you can see. God's kind of saying that's like a contradiction. All of our brothers and sisters made in God's image. Again, we just cannot comprehend how Amazing that is, what it really means to be made in his image. But all I can say is that the minute that we find ourselves having a problem in our heart with somebody else, that's not where it should go. It's not God's will that any of us sin and cause friction amongst ourselves. But there's a way that God has made for that to be resolved. And it is not through a bitterness of heart towards other people. So, when Peter says to love each other deeply, that's a very, very tall order. And I know myself, I do very well to heed that. Okay. Again, let us pray. Holy Father, we come before you, and we just thank you for your word. It 
Apostle Peter was with you, Jesus. He lived with you. And to the extent that the life that you have, Lord, rubbed off on him, and he, he wrote scriptures in the Bible, Lord, to encourage us now here in our year that we live in now. We just pray, Lord, that the effect of your word would have its perfect effect on our hearts, Lord, and we would continue to grow and be more like you, Lord Jesus. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Call Javier. Good morning, everybody. Um, that was a great message, Roy. Uh, you know, one thing that uh, I love about that message is that, uh, you know, I think about the two commandments that we all know. Love God with all your mind, soul, strength, and everything you got. And then uh, love your neighbor as yourself. And sometimes I think about, you know, if there was a third commandment, what would it be? And, I, and uh, <clears throat> Roy uh, nailed that really good because it's uh, to conform to the image of Christ. If that was, uh, if there was a third one, that, I think that would be it. To continue to, to inherit the attributes of God. And just get rid of those all, those all the attributes that we uh, that we so want to get rid of. Sometimes we you know we sin and we do stuff and we're just it tears us up inside. Some of the things we say, and um, hopefully everybody uh, examines themselves and sees that spiritual growth every year. Um, so um, Dave wanted me to come up and talk a little bit about uh, 2018 and and the school. So I wouldn't really call this a sermon like uh, Roy's. That was a good sermon. Uh, it'd be more of a kind of a review and kind of what's going on with the school and stuff uh, with a couple of Bible verses of encouragement. So, uh, you know, the first thing I want to say about tw- uh, 2018 is uh, I'm uh, just very proud of these teens. They're, I can see their spiritual growth. I love these teens. They're, they're awesome. They're doing a great job serving God. So I just say, you guys, give, let's give them a hand. I think that's probably the, the highlight of the whole 2018 is to see their spiritual growth. They're, they're our future, and, and they're, they're very important to this church and to God, every, every single one of us. So um, so what I, what I believe God is doing in 2018 is uh, he's preparing us for the future. Uh, you'll see, I'll go over some stuff about the, uh, what's going on with the, with the school, and you'll kind of see that God's hand has already started working uh, in a way that uh, you know maybe some of us don't realize, so I'm going to go over some some of the highlights and stuff. Uh, yeah, but let me uh, let me just go and rewind a little bit and talk a little bit about uh, kind of work my way up there. So in 2011, I was uh, studying the Bible, and God said to me through His Word, He said, "Go get baptized, start serving, fellowship with the with the body of believers, and help as you can." You know, God put a burden in my heart after what he did for me. I just, I, there was nothing more I can do to pay him. And it, this doesn't earn salvation, but it was, I, I couldn't, I couldn't even, I can't even explain the feeling I had that I wanted to just be here for God's people. Um, so I, I, I can remember, um, I don't, I don't know how I came to this church. It may, it may have been Google or something, but uh, I can remember making a left-hand turn on the street and seeing the, the houses all beat up, the trees and the graffiti, and I'm like going, what? <laughs> You're kidding me, Lord. You want to come to this place? I was like, no way. I, I, I don't think so. And, you know, God said to me through his word, I got these Bible verses just always floating around in my head. He said, you know what? I don't look at the outside appearance. I look at the inside. 
I look at the heart. I thought, okay, Lord. All right. So I get to the front, and uh, I see Dane. He peeks out the, the, the door there. And, uh, you know, he didn't even come all the way out. But he looks inside and goes, can I help you? And I was like, um, you know, I'm kind of nervous, you know, kind of timid. Uh, I'd like to serve. Is there anything I can do to help? Uh, he looks at me with that look, you know, and he goes, uh, you can pull some weeds if you want. <laughs> and I was like, I looked around. There was a lot of weeds at the time going, oh, no. <laughs> I go, wow. Okay. I go, um, maybe I'll come back and talk to the pastor on Sunday. You know, I didn't know who Dane was. You know, I, that was probably the custodian or something, you know, telling me, telling me to do his job or something. So I was like, all right. Uh, so I took off running. I basically pulled a Jonah. Um, you know, I took off. I was gone. And, and um, I went to a few different churches. The theology was just wasn't there. Uh, some churches seemed like there were a lot of emphasis on money. They were passing the offering bag every 20 minutes. Um, so the HTC was just too big of a church. It didn't feel that, that homey feeling, that, you know, that, 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 uh, that family uh, feeling was, was not there. And uh, so like Jonah, the, the wheel drops me off back in the front over here. And um, so I get in here and, you know, I'm walking in. I, I noticed the first thing that caught my attention was that it was a non-denominational church. And I thought, really, that's good because God wants unity. He doesn't want a division. I, I think a denomination is a, is a bad thing. Uh, personally, that's much my beliefs. Um, so, you know, I get in and... I see Dane. I go, oh, no. <laughs> I thought, okay, I, I, I guess I'm going to pull some weeds, you know. Let's, let's just get this over with. <laughs> and, um, but you know what? Once I started meeting everybody, Dane included, and started talking to everybody, you know, just like God said, he, was just, he looks at the heart. And I was like, yeah, this, this is the right church. I, I knew right away that you guys love the Lord, and I want to love the Lord with you guys. So I'm just so honored to be here, just to, I mean, just beyond an honor to be up here, you know, speaking, even though I'm, I'm, I'm always still nervous. I'm getting a little better around the teens, but I still get nervous for some reason. I, I don't know. Anyways, uh, so let me uh, share a verse, um, it's Ephesians, and um, it's Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power, that is at work within us. You know, you guys represented Christ right with your heart. And I, I believe that God is working in you guys. Um, so I felt it. And I wanted to stay here. And I believe that God is also uh, is going to be doing a lot more with HCC as well. Um, I believe God is doing something different. Something we may not understand. But he's working on us. You know, like I said, Dave wanted me to talk a little bit about the... Uh, uh, the school. So you guys know that the school owns the building, and uh, you know I've been hired to to help out because they they've been going through a lot of problems, and uh, the, the pay's not much. But you know what? I, I believe this is a ministry. So and, and I'll explain why I believe it's a ministry. Um, so I just uh, you know let me sit inside my school, uh, you know everything, and, and let me go ahead and give these guys a hand and see what we can do. You guys. Just... So we were at a meeting, the elders, Dana, myself. And we had a we had a discussion. We thought, what good and what bad has a school done for the church? And at the end of it all, we have to realize what's probable, what's certain, and what's speculative. 
the bad was really mostly speculative and insignificant because a couple of people left the church. Uh, they didn't like the whole school thing. My personal belief is that God moves people. I, believe, I trust God. I, I trust everything he does. He moves and he brings people. Uh, these people, they, they had prayed and said, hey, the Holy Spirit is telling us to leave. I mean, what more can we say? So they left. Okay, that's fine. And that's not including maybe a person that left in hostility. But we know that doesn't bring the righteousness of God. So if anybody wanted to be hostile, maybe they, they didn't belong here in a church where, where we all love each other. Um, so now the good is something we can take to the bank. It's tangible. It's certain. You know, we're, we're saving close to $30,000 a year from this school. That's how, that's how much they're helping us. And Nathan, you know, Brother Nathan said, he goes, you couldn't get that if you were preaching the prosperity gospel. That is so true. Uh, you know, a couple people that we left wouldn't, wouldn't even put a dent on that. So we're getting, we're getting major help. We went from, from a, a church that was sinking to a church that's now stable. Because we're not getting rich. You know, we're not, we're not getting, seeing all this money, but he's keeping us stable. He's giving us our daily bread, just the way he said. He takes care of us, takes care of our needs. He's not, uh, he hasn't forsaked us. He's still with us. Uh, that's a clear sign right there. So what does that mean to me? I believe God, what he's doing, he's preparing us for the future, and he's preparing us for adversity. There's, there's, there's a preparation here going on. You know, we can't deny, guys, that this country is turning back on God. In the military, they're turning their back in the schools, the media, uh, every area of our culture. Basically, they're just kicking God out. And it, for those that read the Bible, they know that history repeats itself. Back when Israel was turning their back on God, what did God do? He took action. He took action. And unfortunately, you know, God is a God of justice. Not unfortunately. Should I say God is a God of justice? And unfortunately, some people don't really like that attribute of God. But, you know, like any parent, when things get out of control, God's got to get it back in control. So I believe that he's seen something, and he's preparing us, and he's taking care of us along the way. But through it all, when, when uh, uh, Israel went through what they were going through, he always took care of a remnant of believers. You know, the small churches, it was a small group. It was never like the major, the masses. It was the small little churches like this that God was taking care of. I love the uh, verses that he talks about that I will protect you like the apple of my eye. I love that verse. It's, 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 it's such a sensitive part of your body. You just, the only part of your body, if you touch, it just, it's, it's, it's uh, unbearable. It's irritating. Another verse is, uh, I will uh, bring you the shadow of my wing. I love that. And finally, every hair that we have is accounted for God will not let anybody touch a hair in our head without him knowing. So I believe God is preparing us. Just a simple fact that in two years of, of the school helping us out, it will, we'll be in two years here soon, we'll be at $76,000. In three years, over $110,000. And we need it because, like I said, we we're just barely afloat. Had that not happened, we, we'd be going in the hole. That's where we'd be going. Um, you know, we're transparent with all our finances, so you guys can see that for yourselves. Um, this is not speculative. This is a fact. This is not probable. This is certain. God's hand is in this. So what's going on with the school? The school needs six kids total in order to get Homeland Security clearance so they can bring international kids in 
And and uh, right now we're up to four kids, so we're just a couple kids away. It's not like we got to have a whole school. Um, if the school, as the school succeeds, they want to get solar panels. So that they're eliminating electricity bill, probably most of it. I'm thinking 75 percent of it. And electricity bill is high. It's like between two thousand twenty five hundred dollars a month. It's 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 a lot. What's to their best interest is going to help us out. And beautiful verse is going to explain that right now. So according to their success, they're also going to make contributions to the church. That's kind of speculative. We'll see. Um, but one thing I know is I'm going to make sure that we get all the write-offs that we can. So whenever they want to give money away, I'm going to say, give it to us. You know, whenever they want to do this, it's for us. Uh, I'm going to do my best to keep that. A little bit about the investors. The investors just bought land over here off of Palmdale, and they're planning on building 26 track homes in Victorville. Uh, they plan on building a hotel off of 395. Um, to house the families and to come see the kids and also, uh, you know, anybody who wants to re- uh, uh, be in that hotel. So this is prosperity not only for them and the, and the church, but also it's revenue for the city. Um, the owners of the school are large investors. Mr. Lee's uh, superiors and the people he works with are owners of an airline in China. So I believe God wants to use these people to help us continue to do the good work we're doing here in this church. Um, so, and this verse is perfect verse for uh, for what's going on. And, and this is Dane's this favorite verse, Romans eight twenty eight. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. I believe that these guys, as they succeed, they're going to make sure that we God is using them to make sure that we can continue. To do what we're do, we've been doing for, I think this FCC has been here for about 16 years or something like that. I honestly believe God's already, His hand is already there. We can clearly see it. Um, it's been a little bit of a rough start, some misunderstandings, some miscommunication issues. But the elders and I and Dane have been talking, and we know now kind of how to how to talk to them and how to deal with them. And we're going to smooth things out because we're, we're going to team up and, and ask the Lord to help us out. Uh, nothing major, nothing we can't uh, sit down and make sure that we have a good, loving relationship with these guys, with this school, should I say. And above all, this is the most important part of the school. And I wanted to bring some slides, but it just uh, I had too much going on. But you can see, see this for yourself. Throughout the whole curriculum, there's Bible verses that have to be acknowledged, memorized, explained there are prayers of encouragement of victory success i mean the whole curriculum the whole school it's 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 a christian school uh you know this this is a ministry this is not just they're helping us they want they're bringing a ministry in here to be able to to bring kids in this is not including the 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 bible elective that's out there as well i believe you know this is not an intellectually demanding class i I believe a lot of the kids are going to are going to want to take this class and you know what god knows who he's going to call through his word you know if we save one soul it would be worth it but i i believe that we're going to be saving more than more than one soul you know when i came to god it was through his word it wasn't like all of a sudden I made a decision for Christ and, you know, some preacher or anything like that. I started reading his word. I started getting exposure to his word, and that's what brought me to Christ. And I believe that because this curriculum is just riddled with, with God's word, that kids are also going to get that exposure that they wouldn't get at any public school. 
As a matter of fact, public schools are, are doing the opposite now. Um, so this is a ministry. That I think in 2018, God is preparing us for adversity. He has opened our eyes to God's plans and his partnership and is preparing us to make disciples. You know, God wants disciples. A congregation of just people that just do the Sunday thing, that's not what God wants. He wants to make disciples out of the people we have here. We don't have to be a huge church. We just need Jesus was, uh, had 70, and he went down to 12. And with those 12, he changed the world. You know, he wants to make disciples out of us so we can do good works and serve in God and try to bring more of this kingdom. That's, I don't worry about numbers. I worry about making disciples out of the people we have here. Um, so it's clear. It's clear that Ramon School has given uh, FCC financial help. It's a lot more than that. All we got to do is just keep sharing the gospel, keep teaching God's word, equip the generation, and continue to, to serve in God's kingdom. I ask that we all keep this in prayer. Um, you know, I'm gonna. We all need prayer. Uh, this school needs prayer. The FCC, everybody needs prayer. But we do definitely need to, this partnership to work out right. And uh, I think we're gonna be able to do a whole lot more stuff with their help. Um, let's go ahead and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I ask that you uh, you give us discernment, Lord, and and that you encourage us to continue to pray about this because we, uh, we walk in faith one day at a time, but, and we can clearly see your hand and your help, Lord. And um, we just want to thank you for not letting us continue to sink out. We want to thank you for, for loving us and, and putting hope in, in, our, in, our, in us to be able to to be able to look forward to this church prospering and not feel like, y'all, should I have to go to another church or anything like that, Lord? You're still here with us. You're still here with 180. And, Lord, we love you, and you're going to be here until our days to be with you. In Jesus' name, amen.